Seeking the Extraordinary is sponsored by The Colony Group, a national wealth and business management company that seeks the extraordinary by pursuing an unrelenting mission of providing clients with peace of mind and empowering their visions of tomorrow. To learn more about how The Colony Group manages beyond money, visit thecolonygroup.com. Welcome, fellow seekers of the extraordinary. Welcome to our shared quest. A quest not for a thing, but for an idea. A quest not for a place, but into deep, inner, unexplored regions of ourselves. A quest to understand how we can achieve our fullest potential by learning from others who have done or are doing exactly that. Extraordinary stories of overcoming anguish. Every single one of them had lost somebody from their family. I will never give up on trying to lessen that conflict. People who have stood up to challenges with true courage. Do something in life that, that you have a passion for, something that you enjoy and you find fulfilling. That's where you have your greatest success. Stories that will enlighten and inspire. What I said to him is absolutely a cliche, but the journey is more important than the end result. May we always have the courage and wisdom to learn from those who have something to teach. Join me now in Seeking the Extraordinary. I'm Michael Nathanson, your Chief Seeker of the Extraordinary. For today's episode, our Chief Seeker of the Extraordinary, Michael Nathanson, has again turned the mic over to me. I'm Don Dobler, and I'm a senior wealth advisor and principal at the Colony Group. As we celebrate Women's History Month, sponsored by Her Wealth by Colony, we'll highlight some of Colony's extraordinary women and their unique, and in some cases, unexpected journeys that led to careers in finance. Her Wealth empowers women with tools and resources needed to gain confidence and take control of their wealth. Our guest today is also a senior wealth advisor and principal at the Colony Group. Her journey to the wealth management industry is anything but ordinary. She grew up in Sri Lanka, moved to the United States, and found a life of meaning and joy in her career, all because she took a chance on an opportunity that came her way. Please welcome the extraordinary Andrika Arnold. Hi, Andrika. Thanks for joining me. Don, I'm uh, honored to be here. I briefly mentioned in the introduction, but will you expand a bit on your very interesting background? So I was born and I grew up in Sri Lanka. It's a little island, a little um, very close to the equator, south of India. My childhood, uh, my dad died when I was 11. So from, from, for the most part of my life, my mom was a single parent. So that had quite a big impact on my life as well. And despite the fact that it's a third world country and people have preconceived notions about what that means. And also the fact that the country was at most of the time that I grew up there, I still have very happy memories of my childhood. I grew up in a happy household and lots of friends. And at some point in my mid-20s, I decided to come to the U.S. And that was the reason for that is twofold. One is because of the war, uh, the colleges were closed on and off. So there was no continuity in, in education there. So for a career, I wanted to finish my, uh, finish my college degree, but also wanted to, you know, look at careers outside of the U.S. But also my husband and I were on the opposite sides of the war. So I, it, it seemed increasingly difficult for us to be together. So the, the two reasons, the main reasons I decided to come to the U.S. was, were those two. 
So in my mid-20s, took the chance and came to Keene, New Hampshire to start a new life. So I can only imagine moving from Sri Lanka to New Hampshire was quite a change for you. So let's talk a little bit about when you arrived in the States, what you found to be different and maybe some of the things that you really liked and some of the things that were maybe a bit more challenging for you as you made that transition to the United States. Yeah. So an island close to the equator to Keene, New Hampshire. So you can Imagine what a shock that was to your sister. I had not seen snow. The only snow I had seen were in Christmas movies and Christmas cards. So that was a whole getting used to the weather uh, and uh, even like layering your clothes in different. It was just a whole new experience. But my husband also shares this. The, the first thing that we realized when we came here, and this is such a silly little thing, is we realized how big everything is in the U.S., whether it's door houses or cars or refrigerators hmm. or, or potion sizes for food. It just, that was what hit us first. It's such a silly little thing, but we remember, we still talk about that, that it, it, everything is so big in the U.S. But as far as the life is concerned, when you come back, come to the U.S., especially as an immigrant and and especially as a student, you know, you leave behind everything that's familiar to you. You come to everything that's new. You're kind of building a new life round up. So it's hard. It, it is, you, you learn a lot of things about yourself, about other people. For me, I, I just felt I was so conscious about how I look different. Keene was not a very diverse place. So, you know, I always looked and I, I spoke different. I had an accent. For the most part, the first few years, I just kind of wanted to blend in the background and not not do anything that made me stood out, come out of my shell quite a bit in the last 23 years, I have to say. But but yeah, it was, it was a real learning experience. Everything was new and everything that was familiar, you leave behind uh, at home. So tell us a little bit more about when you first arrived here. I guess you were a student, so... What were you studying? And then how did you transition and land in, in a wealth management position? Yeah, so that was chance. So when I decided to come to the U.S., obviously, we when you're in another country, you kind of think about what's, what is the best industry that you're probably going to be able to succeed in, what's going to get you a good job easily. And so computer science was like a hot, hot subject at that time. And I was like, oh, I can do that. So I just kind of, it wasn't, a, we thought about it a little bit, but it kind of was an obvious choice, especially South Asia, where you are, you, you, that a lot of um, tech, computer science, people come here to, to, to that kind of industry. So it was kind of an obvious choice. So I, I decided to get a degree in computer science. I'm fortunate that there was an opportunity to minor in business. And so I did that as well. And that led to an introduction to one of my, you know, big mentors in college, as well as a, a business professor who, uh, when I graduated college, I didn't really have any contacts. To, I didn't even know how to look for a job. So I went into his office one day and I said, Dr. P, I need a job. Can you help me? And he literally had a Rolodex on his desk. I remember mm. this so clearly. He looked through that and he said, I know exactly who I should talk to. And he had a connection with a wealth management in this company, RIA in Waltham. And he wrote to the founder and the CEO of that and said, here's a student, you want to consider her application and you want to hire her. 
I didn't realize at the time, I didn't know until much later that he had actually guaranteed that if it didn't work out after six months of me working in the company, that he would actually pay back my salary. So he, he literally guaranteed my pay, which I didn't know at the time. I worked in that, in that organization. I started off because I didn't have any experience. I didn't know the industry or, or I have any qualifications. I started off paying bills for very wealthy, the largest client that they had. And it was such a great learning experience for me coming from Sri Lanka. I didn't really know how the wealthy people in America live. And I learned so much paying bills for one year for, for that family. What, where do people shop? What do they eat? What does it mean to own a yacht and an airplane and, you know, a payroll? I learned so much in my first year paying bills. And that was, that was kind of my segue into the the wealth management industry. And then from there on, they changed my role to become a financial planner, a parent planner. And then I obviously got my CFP designation and my master's in financial planning while I was working in that, in that company. I worked with them for 10 years and uh, then moved to Harvest Capital and then the colony. Well, it's certainly a great story about how one person can make such a, a big difference in someone's life. And obviously that professor was that person for you. Have there been other people along the way? I would imagine both um, in college as well as here at the Colony Group, there are uh, some key players and key mentors for you. Can you talk a little bit about that and how that's uh, affected your journey? Oh, absolutely. When you are, yeah, when you are, when you leave behind your family, your friends and come to a new country, you, you don't realize how, how willing people are to help you and uh, to be able to accept that help is, is, it was huge for us. So many people along the way helped us. Not, you know, it doesn't always mean financially. It's sometimes just helping you to think something through, learning the ways of a new country. My colleagues at Harvest Capital, Marshall Road, Jim Fitz, John Weeks, they really helped me become the advisor and the person that I am at the Colony Group right now. They really supported my career growth and and really made me step outside my comfort zone in a lot of ways. So I'm really grateful to them for that. Uh, my husband has always been my strength uh, and my guide. I, we have such a great relationship. So he's always there for me. And, and my mom too, she supported me by helping, you know, taking care of my daughter when I needed to work. And so, so yeah, we, we received so much help from so many people along the way. And I, and I'm really grateful for that. Even Keene State, my final year of college, I didn't have, I had, I had, I had used up all the money that I brought from Keene State <laughs> and I, I was ready to have to leave to go back to Sri Lanka. But lo and behold, I got a full year of scholarship fully paid for. My final year was fully paid for with a Keene Endowment Fund. And to this date, I'm very grateful for that. Wow. Wonderful. Yeah. Can you point to any one specific accomplishment that you're particularly proud of? There's certainly a lot there, Andrika, but is there any one thing that really stands out for you that really brings you the most pride? Can I do two? Sure. <laughs> well, because they are not equally, but different. So personally, the moment I became a mom is the moment that was the most special for me. I think any any parent can feel that, but if you have been through IVF and three rounds of it, and you've almost mm -hmm. given up 
hope of becoming a mother. And then when finally that baby, they lay the baby on your chest and you're like, oh my goodness, this actually happened. This is a miracle. So that was one time in my world, like stop. And that's something that to this day, I have an amazing daughter, so proud of her. So, so that is one, one accomplishment for me. And the second one is last year when Michael and Ron and Marshall and Zenobi got on the phone, surprised me and said that I had become a partner of the Colony Group. I, I honestly can tell you that I'm not exaggerating. I just sat there after the call for a good five minutes and I was like, wow, that really happened. From 20 years ago when I started paying at the bottom, paying bills for that client. And now I'm the partner of a, one of the best wealth management firms in the country. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. just a moment that I, I just had to stop and kind of relive that those 20 years and how I got there. So those two are pretty, pretty big moments in my life. Well, having worked with you, it was certainly wonderful to welcome you to the partnership in Draco. We're so, so glad that you're part of the partnership. Tell us a little bit more about your daughter. Sure. So she's, uh, she just became, uh, she just turned 13. So the teenage years are approaching, but she's, she's incredibly, she's a very smart kid. But what I am really most proud of about her is that she has a huge heart. And she is the kind of kid who will babysit all year so that she can buy Christmas presents for her friends or give it all away. So I'm a little, as a wealth advisor, I'm a little nervous about the fact that she'll give it all away. <laughs> but, but I'm also uh, very proud of what a kind and good human being she is. She gets recognized in, in school for her kindness. She spends time in gym class with special needs kids to help them. So that's the kind of kid that she is. And so that it gives me a lot of pride that she's a good kid. Let's close with some advice that you would give to others. I think there's so much that the listeners can learn from your story. So how about some parting advice? Sure. I would say give at least a passing glance to any opportunity that comes your way. Consider it even if you don't take it. And if you do take it, be willing to work really hard at it. The other thing I would say is if you need help, and this is something I learned very recently too, be open to accepting help. There's no shame in that, whether it's financial or whether it's emotional support, be willing and humble enough to accept help. And then when you're in a position of uh, privilege, make sure you give back. So in short, be humble and be kind. And that is the extraordinary Andrika Arnold. Thank you, Andrika. Thank you for having me, Don. I'll end today's show with the theme of courage. As you heard from Indrika, she left her home of nearly 25 years to start a life in the United States. She took a chance outside of her comfort zone and started a new career, focusing on her core values, a sense of community, staying true to yourself, reaching out to others for help. Those all guided her journey and continue to do so even today. Thank you again to our sponsor, Her Wealth by Colony. To learn more, visit thecolonygroup.com. You can also follow The Colony Group on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode celebrating Women's History Month. And thank you again to Michael Nathanson for sharing the mic with me. I'm Dawn Dobler, and I look forward to joining you again soon.